Hey everybody, it is Julia. I wanted to talk about something that I feel does not get talked about enough in the self-improvement world. And the self-improvement world throws around a lot of phrases about the self, and we are really bombarded by messages that we need more self-love or self-awareness or self-esteem. And it is true that we do need those things. Everything in our lives become better when we love and esteem ourselves highly, but there is one phrase relating to the self that isn't talked about as much, and that is self-trust. Consider that when we trust ourselves, we make decisions and take action that will increase our self-esteem, help us appreciate ourselves more, value and love ourselves more. So self-trust is an important component on the self-improvement path that is frequently overlooked. So today I wanted to chat specifically about self-trust, what it means, why it's important and how to get more of it. So. The definition of self-trust is a firm reliance on the integrity of yourself. And when we look at examples of people who are self-trusting, we find that they have clarity in their choices. And then they have the confidence to carry those choices out. They are interdependent, which includes healthy dependency, not codependent or hyper-independent. And they speak with an authority and a calm that comes from a sense of surety within themselves and does not come from ego or arrogance. And so that is the result of somebody who is really trusting of themselves. And that seems like an ideal we should all be striving for. Now, here's the thing. Life is full of big decisions and we need to trust ourselves to make those decisions. If we constantly turn to others to make those decisions for us, we will find ourselves in situations that aren't best suited for us but are instead what other people thought was best for us. And also remember that people will treat you the way you treat yourself. I have said this 1,000 times. I say it in every single podcast. It is a truth that I cannot emphasize enough. People will treat you the way you treat yourself. And if you don't trust yourself, others will get that sense from you. So have you ever stopped to consider how credible you are to yourself? And as a result, how credible others consider you to be? Are you as trustworthy as you want others to be with you? You know, do your words and your actions align? That is what gives you credibility. Credibility increases and deepens your connections with others. And if you can't trust yourself, it becomes hard for anyone else to trust you. If we don't have confidence in our own decisions, how can we expect others to place that confidence in us. Trust is the foundation of any relationship, and that includes the relationship you have with yourself. So building trust in yourself and taking action on your decisions will open the door for others to place more trust in you. And this includes, you know, people you're close to, people you're in relationships with, people you work with. This can have very positive carryover into all of your personal and professional relationships. But the biggest impact on ha- can be on how you feel about yourself. There is a quote on my website, and if you haven't checked out my website, it is juliasiemens.com. And the quote is by Paulo Coelho, and I love it. And it says, when we strive to become better than we are, everything around us becomes better too. And so this applies also to self-trust. That is a way to become better than we are. So... How do you know if you don't trust yourself? 
you know, like I said, it's not something we talk about a lot, but if you find yourself constantly regretting decisions you've made or you beat yourself up about decisions or you feel like you haven't met your potential or you're worried about making mistakes or you lack the faith in yourself to make progress in life or you just avoid making decisions or you procrastinate so much that decisions are made for you by default, chances are likely that you don't trust yourself. Cynthia Wall wrote a book called The Courage to Trust, A Guide to Building Deep and Lasting Relationships. And she said, the person you need to trust first is yourself. No one can be as consistently supportive of you as you can learn to be. Being kind to yourself increases self-confidence and lessens your need for approval. Loving and caring for yourself not only increases self-trust, but also deepens your connection with others. And in her book, Wall lists some of the components that define self-trust, such as being aware of your thoughts and feelings and expressing them, following your personal standards and ethical code, knowing when you need to care for yourself first, knowing you can survive mistakes and get up and try again and pursuing what you want without stopping or limiting others. And so these are all markers of someone that trusts themselves. So I don't feel like the importance of self-trust is something we've been taught. And if anything, we've been taught to ignore our instincts to trust ourselves. And I'll get more to that later. So it would totally make sense if we have a tendency to second guess ourselves, to not listen to our gut instincts, or to hang on to negative memories from the past when we've made bad decisions and let all of those things color our ability to trust ourselves. These things make it difficult to trust ourselves and we don't even realize that this lack of self-trust creates challenges in our relationships. It can create difficulty in our work and it can create all around uncertainty in our lives. And sometimes it only affects certain areas of our lives, so it's important to note that you may trust yourselves in some things, like driving a car or caring for your pets, but maybe not in other areas, like in your relationships or parenting or your ability to practice good self-care. So take note of what areas you think need improvement as you assess your own life. Now, sometimes we lose trust in ourselves after we make a mistake or after someone criticizes us, and this can create a cycle where it feels more difficult to make decisions because we fear making the wrong choice again or we fear being criticized again. But, and often in this cycle, we are the ones that are most critical of ourselves. But even more often, and this is something that I think is really important and it's something I talk a lot about with my clients, We are socialized to ignore our own inner wisdom. Now, think about this, and I think I've mentioned this in a previous podcast, but we are all born knowing what's best for us. Like, we know what makes us happy, and when we are little, we really know ourselves, and we really trust ourselves. So, for example, think of a baby. Maybe you've interacted with a baby recently. That baby knows what it loves, and it knows what it doesn't love. Like babies will scream when they are unhappy. Let's say a baby has a wet diaper. They are going to let you know that they are unhappy and they are going to scream and cry. But when they are happy, they are going to giggle and laugh with delight, like really show glee and just be 
so overt in their expression of their joy and their emotions are completely unfiltered. You know, that baby knows what it loves and wants to show it. It knows what it hates and it wants to show it. Now consider even a toddler. They know what they want and they are not afraid to share that with people. They will literally yell and scream if they don't get what they want. And furthermore, they do not feel like they need to explain or rationalize or validate their feelings to anyone. They know what they want and they will make it known until the point of hitting somebody or throwing something just to get what they want. Now, and but also toddlers know what they love they, and they want you to watch them do something they love and they want attention and they want to share it with the world. Now, fast forward several years to maybe the tween stage or a little bit before that. The adult world sends messages to children about what they need to do and adults drive these messages home through repetition or through punishment or withdrawing love or through a reward system or whatever it is. But over time, children learn not to rock the boat. They learn to do what is expected of them. They often to learn, learn to put other people first. They learn not to upset people, not to make trouble, to be seen and not heard. And so we eat our veggies and we clean our plates. And the next thing you know, we've lost a sense of who we are and what we really want and what makes us happy. And we lose touch with our inner guidance because it's our inner guidance that tells us those things. It's that part of us that we were so in tune with when we were young that knows what we love and knows what we don't love. And you can call it your gut instinct or your inner intuition or your inner wisdom. And I have my my own ideas about what that inner voice is, but whatever you want to call it, we still know deep inside what we want. We still have that inner wisdom. We still know when something feels right and when it doesn't, but we have stopped trusting those feelings. But the thing is, those feelings are right and they need to be honored and they don't need to be justified and they don't need to be validated by others. They need to be heard and trusted and acted upon. And this is what self-trust is based on. Listening to our inner voice, our inner wisdom, and acting on it. We need to stop feeling like we need to act on the opinions of others. And we need to follow the guidance that's within us. Now, certainly there is value in seeking advice from people we trust. But the potential problem with seeking advice is that it can cause you to confuse or ignore what you already know to be true in your heart. The heart is where our truth lives and outside voices can make that voice um, smaller or make us more confused. So, excuse me. Now, just seeking advice from others is one thing, but when we turn to others to make our decisions for us, we totally lose the opportunity to believe in ourselves and to trust ourselves and to develop our decision-making abilities. And another common tactic of people who don't trust themselves is just to not make any decisions at all. Procrastinating until the decisions are somehow made for us or the opportunity has passed for us to make that decision like we missed that deadline or we never apply for that job or that scholarship or we never apply to that fancy college or we just don't try at all because we're afraid that we might fail. And the upside to not making our own decisions is that it also means that we don't feel responsible if things go wrong. 
You know, we have a scapegoat to blame because we can always blame the other person rather than blaming ourselves. Now, the downside to that upside is that if things do go well, we aren't able to take the credit for the success, which would have bolstered our self-trust and our self-confidence. So some ways we can start to develop and build our self-trust is to do more of the things that you're good at and less of the things that you aren't great at. This will probably bring more enjoyment into your life as a nice side benefit. And if you're not sure what you're good at, ask the people closest to you and then spend more time doing those things that you're good at. Be really accepting of your strengths and proud of them and trust that you're good at these things. And also be accepting of your weaknesses. That is okay. We cannot all be good at everything, nor should we be. So that is one way to start developing your own self-trust. Next, Another way is to be kind to yourself. Talk to yourself the way you would talk to a friend that you really enjoy and let yourself do the things that you really enjoy the way you would want a friend to do the things that they love doing. And trust me when I tell you that this will help. This will help you develop self-trust. Remind yourself that it's totally okay just to be yourself. You don't need to put on airs for people and trust that people will love you just the way you are. And really trust that you can love yourself just the way you are. This is another way to develop more self-trust. Another thing that's important in this journey is to look inward to see what you really want in your life, to see what would make you happy, and be respectful of what you discover there. And you might feel uncomfortable spending time looking inward to discern how you feel about things. And so you might wanna find ways to distract yourself and keep yourself busy to avoid this kind of introspection. Um, You might find yourself thinking about small things outside of yourself or thinking about what others might think about this, but distraction is the enemy of inspiration and it's easy to put off listening to ourselves. In fact, I had planned on having this podcast wrapped up by 10 a.m. yesterday. It's now 5.06 p.m. the following day, but I got so distracted by so many small things that here I am a day and a half later still working on it. Now, like I said before, the heart is where your truth lives. So to develop self-trust, the best thing you can do is listen to your heart's guidance. Rather than being driven by your incessant conscious thoughts that cannot always be trusted, Our brains have up to 90,000 thoughts a day. I've shared this before, and it is unrealistic to think that we can filter through all of these seeking the truth of what's best for us, especially since so many of our thoughts are self-sabotaging and are driven by our limiting beliefs. So listen to your heart and follow what it tells you. Your own inner guidance isn't something that you can rationalize, which is why so many of us don't listen to it. And you know, sometimes you just can't explain why you feel a certain way. So we start to overthink and second guess ourselves. Um, But when you overthink what your inner voice is telling you, you diminish your self-trust and you compound that doubt with self-judgment and self-doubt. And so here's the thing. We don't always know what the outcome will be for most things in our lives. Like there's no way of knowing what the future holds for us. But what I do know is that you are the best source to discern what your next step should be. Only you know what is in the depths of your soul. 
Only you know what you crave in your life, what you wish you had more of, or what you're missing out on. Only you know where you think you would thrive, and nobody else knows all of those things, not even the people who are the closest to you. You are your own best authority on you. I mean, tell me where I'm wrong on this, but I don't think I am, and this is exactly why you need to trust yourself. Nobody knows you better than you. And a lot of people have the tendency to look outside of themselves for a direction in their lives. Like I said before, we've been socialized to act in a way that pleases other people and looks good from the outside. And having made mistakes in the past can undermine our ability to trust ourselves. Like we think that just because we made one or 100 bad decisions, we can no longer trust ourselves to make big decisions or even small decisions. But we have also been socialized to think that mistakes are a bad thing, when the truth is that mistakes are part of the process. The writer Neil Gaiman shared this in a commencement address from 2012. And he said, if you are making mistakes, then you're making new things. You're trying new things, learning, living, pushing yourself, changing yourself, changing the world. You're doing things you've never done before, and more importantly, you're doing something. So fear of mistakes is where a lot of us develop that lack of self-trust. So a step in building self-trust might be accepting that you will make many mistakes. That is the nature of life, and not just your life, but everyone's life. Everybody will make many mistakes. But those missteps can just give us the clarity we need to redirect and then reroute with increased confidence. Action brings clarity. I can't say that enough. I probably say it every day in one capacity or another. But thinking about things, overthinking things, second-guessing ourselves, wondering about things, stalling and procrastinating, these things do not bring clarity. But these are the things that we do when we don't trust ourselves enough to take action. Carl Jung said, mistakes after all are the foundations of truth. And if man, if a man or a woman does not know what a thing is, it is at least an increase in knowledge if he knows what it is not. So an important concept in building self-trust is to reframe how we think about mistakes and consider that mistakes are just data points and that mistakes are inevitable and even necessary for growth and progress. I want you to consider for a second what your life would look like if you never took action because you were afraid of making a mistake. Now, consider that you should make mistakes. How would your life feel different if you shifted these thoughts? What would you do differently if you believed this, like deep in your heart? What action would you take right now? So, How about you take that action right now? And how about if you don't wait too long to do it? Trusting yourself can make it easier for you to make decisions and can reduce your stress levels if you expect that mistakes will and should be made. We lack trust in ourselves when we question our actions or decisions, and sometimes we might even question who we are. But you can build trust in yourself by breaking your habit to question yourself. So next time you have a choice to make, go with your instinct and stick with it. Like just trust yourself and go with it like quickly. 
And even if it turns out not to be the best choice, there's no use in beating yourself up. Just try and reframe the concept of making mistakes by reminding yourselves that mistakes are just another method of data collection. Um, Neil Gaiman said also, make glorious, amazing mistakes. Make mistakes nobody's ever made before. Don't freeze, don't stop, don't worry that it isn't good enough or it isn't perfect. Whatever it is, art or love or work or family or life, whatever it is you're scared of doing, do it. Make your mistakes next year and forever. Now, if we trust ourselves enough to take action, we will inevitably make more mistakes and we should relish in that because we will also learn more and gather more information and we will grow more and build trust in ourselves because from those mistakes, we will be able to fine tune what works and what doesn't. And there is so much to be gained from trial and error. And sometimes that's the only way we can learn. So I trust you to get out there and start making some mistakes. But if you listen to your heart, it might just surprise you how often things will actually go right. So I am excited for you in this process and I look forward to connecting soon. And I wanna thank you for listening and I trust you to get out there and make some mistakes. Talk soon and thanks again.